as we have been learning, there are some 400 million Dalits, untouchables, slum dogs in India. What is it like growing up as a child in one of these families? What is it like being told as a young person, you're an untouchable, a slum dog? Today, we continue our conversation with our movement leader from India, Pastor M, as he shares with us the story of his childhood, growing up as a Dalit, a slum dog, an untouchable among the poorest of the poor in India. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. I hope it's becoming more and more clear to you that 360 Serve is all about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planting pastors who serve in the least reached areas of our world, like among the 400 million Dalit of India. These pastors live in their country. They know their culture and language, and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. I want to thank so many of you who are praying for and supporting hundreds of indigenous church planting pastors. You're partnering with these servants of God, helping to send them into full-time gospel ministry, and thousands of lives are being transformed by the power of the gospel. Are you ready for a moving, unforgettable episode? Let's jump into things as Pastor M shares with us the incredible story of his childhood in India. Well, it's so exciting to be back together with Pastor M from India. How you doing, Pastor M? Well, Pastor Mark, I am doing really great. Uh, I want to thank God for this wonderful opportunity again. I want to thank uh, 360 Sur family uh, for this wonderful opportunity to share what God is doing. Thank you so much for your prayer and for your great support. Well, it's uh, it's a joy for us to partner together. It really is, Pastor M. And I'm looking forward to this segment because we're going to get into your childhood and just how you grew up, your experiences. I think this is going to be an amazing episode. So uh, let's talk about that. You know, just let's start with when you grew up, Pastor M, you know, just as a, as a little boy, uh, were you born, you know, into a, a larger city or was it a, a smaller village in the rural area? What was that like? Well, uh, let me give you some background behind this. Uh, you know, my father lives uh, in a mountain area, which is, you know, very small village. Uh, you know, when he was like around seven, eight year old, uh, you know, you know, he, you know, he lost his parents, means my grandparents died, and he was slave uh, to to the landowners, and uh, he worked his whole life, uh, you know, means as a labor, as a slave, and then he married somehow, and then uh, my mom had a vision uh, uh, that she wants to educate her child she wants to educate us so she fight with my dad and you know my dad not wants to leave his village so my mother bring us to a small place called you know very small place where like over 5000 people are living in that place but that place had a you know school and a little facility for hospital uh and uh, so my mother started to work hard 
And then uh, we had three brothers. So my two brothers were going to school. I was just very small growing up. And then uh, our father, you know, after six months, he, you know, he came and he started to leave with us. And then my father started to work as a labor and he was sending us to the school uh, because my mom mm. had, a, had a reason. But Pastor Mark, you know, uh, being a child, I remember, uh, you know, those uh, struggle, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't think that we do had uh, sandals in our in our you know feet. We I don't think that uh, we were having shoes, uh, but you know we were jo- just going to school, learning, you know, reading, and uh, uh, so we were so much poor. Uh, uh, you know, mm. uh, it was so terrible. I I remember those uh, days. When I was going in second or third standard in a school, uh, you know, I had only one clothes, you know, uh, the half pant and the shirt. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I can share with all of you that uh, there was a hole uh, back of my pant. And I was always crushing myself why we are so much poor. Mm. Uh, I was always just, just thinking negative. Uh, that why we are so much poor, you know, why we are going to school to study. But my mom and my, you know, you know, she had a vision that she wants to educate her child. And because of that, we were just going to school. Uh, And for example, like uh, for an untouchable, like we are from untouchable background, uh, you know, like around uh, 30 years ago, you know, 35 years ago, going to school was a new thing. You know, none of the, the people from an untouchables were going to school, like percentage-wise, maybe less than 1%. So we were mm. like from 1% and going to school, um, it was always, always discouraging our heart, you know, because of a mm. uh, lot of poverty, a lot of struggles, we sleep many days without food, uh, you know, you know, when I remember those days, uh, these days, I become so discouraged and sometimes I become so much thankful to God because God is the one who has changed our life now. So, so praise God, mm. you know, uh, I remember that uh, uh, an untouchable, you know, being an untouchable, it's mean to be the slave. It's mean to have nothing. Uh, you know, it is always same. Uh, looks like we always feel, and uh, so we gone through those struggles. We gone through those challenges. Like we gone through those trauma. Yeah. So you are one of three brothers, and where are you at in the order of the brothers uh, in your family? Well, uh, I am the youngest one. Uh, you know, we have three brothers. Yeah. Wow. And I know that you've shared with me before, Pastor M, that you don't know your true age. Is that correct? And why is that the case? Do you even know your birthday? Well, I, you know, uh, honestly, I can I can uh, just let you know that my uh, legal certificate talks about uh, that I born in 1988. Uh, but 
my mom says no you are born in this month you know when this you know that <laughs> month was so much rain you know <laughs> our our house gone into the water and you born so my parents are you know are illiterate even they can't read and write they can't even write anything so hmm. so even then they all they even not remember the month the day the year Uh, so exactly i don't know how old i am but i feel that still i am 35 36 or 37 or below 40 so pastor m here you are growing up in a delete family and what was that like you've gone into it a little bit tell us more a bit you know in your childhood some of the experiences your family what were some of the greatest challenges that your family you know experienced you know uh, pastor mark uh being a dalit uh according to my own experience i have gone through these uh things like uh, you know 35 years ago i remember those days uh, i was always crushing myself i was always blaming mm. why i born into a dalit family why we are struggling means why i was struggling for the food you know not having mm. good clothes not having you know shoes or sandal in our feet uh you know not having even books to read not having anything you know uh means seeing all those struggles i want to just kill myself i want to die you know i don't want to see wow. those poverty i feels that way even uh you know you can't understand when i was in uh, 6th standard I was child labor I was just working in a construction uh, business whatever I was making I was paying my tuition fee and that time that you know the the labor I remember I make uh, uh, 20 cents a day and uh, so I worked for 3 days and then this much money I was paying for my tuition so I can uh, study so i was i i was always crushing myself i was always asking question why we are so much poor why we are not having food why we are not having the safe water you know even the soap uh, to to take bath uh, so for all these things uh, means uh, you know we have means not seen uh, in our life uh, i remember like uh, you know uh, uh, there was a year uh, that there was no rain so the land does not produce anything and uh, in 24 hour i think uh, we were able to eat like only one single meal for a month it was so struggle uh, that year uh, because uh, you know my father was a farmer and he could not do anything because there was no rain so he did not make anything so it was a struggle mm. year for us i remember those days um uh, and sometime you know when i remember those days these days i am always thankful to god that god has blessed our life uh with his blessing wow yeah yeah you know when you were you know a child growing up you know experiencing this identity of being a dalit was there 
ever any times that people from upper classes would actually talk down to you, Pastor M? I mean, was that part of your experience? Oh, yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? What was that like? Yeah, it is. You know, that's why I share with you that I, I want to, you know, die. I want to suicide myself. For mm-hmm. example, like going to school with, uh, you know, uh, half pant and the, the hole was behind the pant. Like all the upper class kids were making fun on me, uh, laugh, wow. always laughing on me. And I was just sitting behind uh, uh, all the students because, uh, you know, like very few, like maybe three students were there in that school from an untouchable background. So I remember wow. those days. I remember that, you know, uh, being an untouchable, you can't go to a stand in those student, uh, you know, where they are studying or, you know, just eating together, uh, like in the school, uh, just like, just we were just sitting in the corner somewhere, always discouraged, our heart was there. And even in the marriages, like even on the roadside, in the market, we were not able to stand among those upper caste. So, uh, so we mm-hmm. have sin. Uh, that's why I share that. Uh, looks like we were just living our life as a slave. Uh, uh, means I have, you know, just, you know, people talk about slave, uh, but I have seen this slave. What is the meaning of slave? I have gone through this thing. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you're told, you know, from all that I read, that you have less worth than a dog, that if uh, someone from an upper class touches a delete, that there's a curse that comes on them. I mean, this is how deeply, you know, insidious this is. And you're experiencing this as a child. And I think this is so helpful for our listeners. It's painful for me to hear, but this is the culture. And these are the people that you know, we uh, are partnering together to reach with the gospel, millions of them. That's amazing. Uh, Pastor M, what about just when were, when were you most happy as a child? Do you have memories of that? And if so, what was that like? Well, Pastor Mark, honestly, I don't remember uh, wow. uh, that, you know, in my childhood when I was happy. Uh, I think I, I share with all of you that I live my life as a negative uh, mindset. I was always crushing myself, asking question, why we born or why I just born into a Dalit family, an untouchable family. I don't remember that I was happy in my childhood. Yeah, I think I had a very anger heart. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's powerful. And that gives us an insight into you know, the backdrop to so many today and what they're experiencing. What about uh, any dreams that you had, Pastor M? You know, just as a kid, was there hope or was it just hopelessness? Well, uh, uh, the good thing, uh, like while we were struggling, while, you know, being a youngest in the family, always asking question, uh, but my mom and my father, you know, they were always encouraging that, 
if 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 you want to come out from this poverty if you want to come out from this celebrity you know from this struggles the only one thing the education will take all of us mm. out from this poverty from this problems and uh, you know so you know just struggling and a studying struggling and a studying yeah and uh, Uh, my parents uh, are very happy uh, while well, uh, i lost my father in 2014 and still our mom uh, is with us and uh, my mom is the happiest woman in sure. our family in our uh, in yeah. our generation because god has blessed so much these days so yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah i've met your dear mother just love her and We're going to get into that later. What God has done in your family as a whole, um, it's it's pretty miraculous. I'm sure our listeners are listening right now, and to have the mother that God has given you, Pastor M, and the father that would follow later to see you get into school with a vision for knowing that the way out is going to th be through education. That's amazing, especially in light of now what God has done in your life and in your family. Uh, and again, that story will be told later. But at this point, as as a child growing up, let's get into a little bit of your understanding of just how you guys are, because worshiping, uh, well, not God, you've never even heard about Jesus. You're, uh, and I want you to get into a little bit as a kid, uh, what it is like growing up in your family, and how are you introduced to really the gods of Hinduism, and what was that experience like spiritually in your family growing up? Tell us about that story. Well, uh, you know, our our generation is very big, uh, so like our our grandfather have like four brothers, and then our you know grandfather have two sons so all together it is like a big generation you know almost 400 people and uh, uh i remember uh, my childhood uh, uh just like <laughs> you know worshiping all those goddesses like in our generation in our family we were worshiping 120 goddesses and uh, I remember we were killing uh, around six, seven animals every year to please all those goddesses uh, for one reason, so that we can have peace or prosperity. But there was always fighting, always tension were going on in our family. Uh, even I, I have never ever experienced uh, any God personally, uh, but because mm. of tradition, my father you know my grandparents were worshiping my parents were worshiping all the generations all the members of that generation were worshiping so somehow in our childhood i was worshiping i was just uh, seeing all those things and taking part of all those rituals but i never ever experienced uh, you know who is real god And I was always asking mm. question to myself, you know, why we are killing all these animals to please all those goddesses. Even 
our parents had no money and they were just borrowing money from landowners, uh, just taking, like they were just living their life always in debt. And, uh, but they were making their God happy. And I don't see those wow. gods were happy or not because our generation were always fighting, always living with almost like unhappiness. Uh, there was uh, there yeah. in our family. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what that looked like. You mentioned just the lack of peace. What do you mean? Go in a little bit deeper into that. What do you mean by that, Pastor M? Uh, the meaning of this, uh, you know, lack of peace means. Uh, the, the parents. I mean, how how would how would it show in your family? In other words, what 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 are you know? Just take us through that a little bit. Yeah, the the parents were fighting, like the physical fight. Hmm. Uh, you know, even uh, there was always, you know, tension. You know, were going on uh, for little little, uh, you know, things like, uh, uh, you know, even. Uh, you know, these people were not having money. So they were just like working into the, you know, the, the field and they were not making anything coming into the house, you know, beating their wives, you know, just like beating their children, mm. uh, drunkards. So there was no, no, no peace uh, at all in our family. Yeah. Mm. In our, in our wow. generation. Yeah. When you're talking about animal sacrifices, I think that, you know, our listeners are trying to get their minds around that. What, tell us how an animal would be sacrificed, what you guys would do. Literally, you're trying to appease these gods so you can have blessing and peace. Take us through one animal being sacrificed. What would you do? How would you do it? Who would do it? Yeah, so for example, like, yeah, for example, like, uh, you know, Overall, in India, uh, there are a lot of witch doctors, means they are worshippers of Satan. They are, you know, just like, uh, you know, uh, so, so all these witch doctors, you know, almost like in every villages. And they are the one, uh, we know that they are the one that talk to these all goddesses or to these Satans, and they control the Satan. So, so they will come to our house and they will be just speaking something that this God, your God is not happy. You know, she's asking, uh, you know, a goat or, or pig or chicken. You have to kill, you know, give their blood to them. And uh, just speaking in different languages, like, you know, all these witch doctors. So all these people has been, you know, just missed treated uh, because of, uh, you know, all these witch doctors are talking in different language that your God is asking this, that, those, and all these family member had to bring, even if they are not able to buy the God or buy the lamb, but they have to take the, uh, you know, money as a debt, you know, ask other people to support and to give the sacrifice to all these goddesses, like all these stones, you know, they just, okay, this stone is for this God, so this is your God in this house, like that. So I have seen all these things, and always doubt in my heart means all these gods are fake. 
means uh yeah 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 so even then i mean uh and we're going to get in the next episode how you were introduced to jesus and your salvation but even then you sense this is not true uh, and yet it's all that you knew as uh, as a child and as a family, like you're saying, generations of this. And this is Hinduism, correct? I mean, this is what you're experiencing, a form of uh, how millions and millions worship today in India. That's right. This is in Hinduism. And uh, yes, even if you know that this is wrong, you can't ask questions. You can't ask question to the witch doctors. And if you ask, you know, all these things are fake. Uh, they will just, you know, try to kill you with their shaitan spirit. Sometime, mm. uh, you know, I have heard, not seen through my eyes, like they have given the human sacrifice, all these witch doctors. Uh, my parents were mm. telling that uh, one person started to ask a lot of questions to the witch doctors. And after one year, uh, you know, the these witch doctor teams came and they said that this God is asking the human sacrifice and this is the guy. His name is coming. Yeah. And the village wow. has sacrificed the human sacrifice. I'm talking about 40 years ago. Uh, so yeah. even... Even these kinds of things I have heard, uh, my parents have seen these kinds of things. Uh, uh, so being a being a youngest one, you you do not have power to ask these kinds of questions. Even if even everything was in doubt. Yeah, wow, amazing. Yeah, something else. You know, Pastor M, as you uh, think back on your childhood, uh, why do you think? Uh, from your vantage point now where you're at in life, God gave you the childhood you had as a delete, little boy growing up, as a slave, all of this. Why, why, as you look back on it now, why do you believe that God gave you that childhood you had? Well, uh, when I was child, I want to suicide, I want to die. But these days, I am thankful for those kinds of situations. I have gone through a lot of struggles. And right now in this situation, God has blessed me to do mm. the big thing for his kingdom. If I have not gone through those kinds of struggles, those kinds of situations, I may not able to exist today. You know, I am able to see a lot of problems. God made me able to handle those situations and those problems. And now we are seeing hundreds and thousands of people are coming to Christ. We're introducing Jesus to them. Uh, so, you know, uh, there is a phrase, you know, uh, how you know the meaning of rich if you are not poor, if you are not gone mm. with uh, poverty life. And uh, yeah. so, so I have a great value of the blessing of God. Uh, Amen. Yeah, be because I have gone through those struggles, and if I see the blessing right now in my hand, and I know how to use this blessing to reach thousands of people to Christ, 
Amen. No, thank you, Pastor M. It's beautiful. You know, let me ask you one final question as we kind of prepare to just kind of close out this segment. How can we uh, just pray for delete Indian families today that grew up and are growing up the way you did? How, what's the best way we can pray for them, Pastor M? Well, um, I I just want to request uh, 360 family and, and to you all to pray so that God will bring the fire into or among the Dalits because Dalits are living in slave. They are untouchable. They are hopeless. Uh, they are uneducated. Uh, they are illiterate. Uh, means they are backward. They are living in dirty. Uh, they are like doing the civil work. I, I am praying that God just bring your fire into their lives and just change their life. Whatever the wrong thing they are doing, they need to do the right things. Uh, I, I know only God is the one who will change their life. Like, you know, he came into my life and changed my life change my thoughts in my childhood i do not want to leave but now i want to leave to reach millions of people for him uh, so this kinds of purpose uh, that i want to see in any dalit's life and uh, yes god is living god he's the one he will change the life he will make foolish uh, as a wise man you know uh, to lead the nation yeah <clears throat> Amen. That's powerful, powerful. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. Let's pray for that. Thank you, Pastor M. Thank you so much for this uh, incredible time together. God bless you. Yes, thank all uh, 360 fam uh, Sir family and all the listeners. I really appreciate it. Please continue to pray for India. Thank you, Pastor M, for sharing with us this amazing but difficult to comprehend story of what it's like growing up as a delete child, an untouchable young person in India, stuck in poverty, ongoing rejection at school, working as a child laborer for 20 cents per day, turning to witch doctors, worshiping 120 goddesses, offering animal sacrifices to appease these goddesses. It's amazing how God can redeem everything even our childhood. What a miracle that Pastor M is who Pastor M is today. Here's your action step of the day. This really is what Pastor M pleaded with us to do. Pray for delete Indian families living in India today. Millions of children, young people right now are being raised in the type of environments that Pastor M has just described. Pray, as Pastor M requested, that God will bring salvation to millions of untouchables in India. That just as God changed Pastor M's life, so Jesus will change, transform millions of deletes today, even as we pray right now. I think of Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 that says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile, and we could add even to the delete. Has this episode impacted your life? Why not share it with a friend right now? Thank you for listening. 
And I can't wait for our next episode as Pastor M shares with us the story of his personal salvation. How does one Dalit boy living in one of the hundreds of thousands of unreached villages of India even hear about Jesus? You'll hear about the first time Pastor M heard the gospel and how he had so much anger toward those who were sharing with him the good news. And you'll understand why when you hear that story. You will also hear about the amazing miracle that God did as Pastor M prayed for this miracle and God brought it about, which resulted in Pastor M surrendering his life to Jesus and then experiencing peace and love for the very first time. Until then, may the Lord bless you.